Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. The show about science. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm really excited for another episode of the show about science. The guest on my show today is Shannon. She's a food scientist. Today she's gonna talk to us about making food and candy and strawberries. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. So, Shannon, what do you know about making strawberries? Like, what ingredients do you use to make the different kinds of strawberries? So, you notice that there's four different flavors, right? Right. So, really, it's all the same recipe, or we use the word formula, besides the color and the flavor component and the acid level, because that will balance together to give you your cherry or lemon or strawberry, but other than that, you have primarily sugar and corn syrup, which crystallizes and makes what candy is, but then you need a small amount of fat to keep your texture a little bit softer so that you can chew it. Yes. And then, like I mentioned, the acid will give you a little bit of pop in your flavor, but then also keep your pH slightly acidic so that it lasts longer, like from a shelf life perspective. So primarily candy is really sugar and corn syrup, and it's based on how you change the ratio of those two ingredients and how you manipulate it through processing. So if you mix it a lot, it provides a different texture. I see. So do you know anything about making other foods? Well, I made cheese for a long time. So tell me why they add other things to cheese Like, why do they add microorganisms to the mix? So, why do they, like, digest it before we do? I don't get it. Okay. So, there's several different types of cheese and different ways to make it. You need a change in pH, so you need it to be more acidic. And you can do that by adding citric acid, like in the form of Um, for a mozzarella or something that doesn't have a whole lot of flavor and then you do some different things to it to make that stringy texture and then for certain kinds of aged cheeses like cheddar cheese or knitted cheeses we call those you use a rennet enzyme which will cut a piece of the protein in order for it to come together to make cheese and then also use a culture which you said microorganisms it creates a system for fermentation, and some of the products of that provide really nice flavor. 
that you expect from like a cheddar cheese. I see, I see. So mainly it's a function of making cheese itself, but then also adding some different flavors. Do you think that I or we should be eating infected cheese that's got mites in it instead of the bacteria it needs? Can you repeat that? I didn't understand you. Oh, I'll repeat it. So, in some cheeses, bacteria is pests, but microscopic fungi and mites aren't. Why is that? Are you asking me if the microorganisms in cheese are safe to eat? Yes. Okay, yes. The milk is pasteurized. That means it's heated to a very high temperature in order to kill any of the bacteria that would be harmful to humans. The microorganisms that are used for flavor are not harmful. They just add add the nice cheesy flavor. Does that make sense? Yes. So what is it like to be a food scientist? Oh, it's actually super fun because it combines two things I've always loved. I, I loved learning about science and I love food and nutrition. So the fact that you can combine those two and make a career out of that and make um, both healthy and tasty foods for people is really rewarding as far as a career. I bet it is. And it's fun. (laughs) Speaking of that, I made a really sweet juice that people would like. Oh, yeah? I drank it myself today. And I also made another delicacy today. Really? Three other ones. I made three other delicacies. Mm-hmm. What were they? The first one was grape salted fishy cracker. Mm-hmm. The other one was grape salted Cheerio. The third one was grape salted fishy cracker Cheerio. Hmm. I like grapes. I think it'd be fun if we did a grape starburst. Do you think that would be good? Yeah, yummy. I learned a lot about food science from you and making it. I mean, doing it. (laughs) Making it or doing it. Do you want to be a scientist? Yeah. Yeah? Why not? There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete okay thank you shannon for being on my podcast today you're welcome thanks for calling me dear you can shut the recording off for the newest episodes of the show about science download the pin app or go to pinna.fm slash promo hi my name's zach I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.